Tulsa's number one podcast. Showtime, baby. It's Castro X to Titty Tia, Eyes Open, dubbed the home of the emotionally naked. A podcast about anything and everything. If you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. I'm about to lasso, Castro the asshole, turn him into mincemeat, for ramen casserole, feed it to a thick booty bad bitch, she'll fucking kill me if I try to feed a cabbage, pussy fried catfish, I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks, I ain't never had shit, till I turn to rapping, for rapper to rapper, Kappa Lambda, I'm on some fragile shit, packing on packers damage, stamming on stacking damage, acting out like an asses. If you move it against me, it's like my last. You should've taken some classes. Uh huh. Baby, what is he rapping? If you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it. I'ma serve it like a delivery package. Misery's a habit in the latest fashion. She likes to pull up in the fastest. Hoopy with the black tip. We get it cracking. She releasing the dragon. Hold up. Fire breathing. I am not a heathen. I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying. Heat seeking, miss a lunch with a beacon. With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking. How? Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at y'all live and direct with, with the, the with, with All Due Respect podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 2 Titty T in the motherfucking house. Man, I am like never gone. I hate never leave. This is true. You this are is here. my home. Uh, daily. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we've done many intros where we've used that same thing a lot. <laughs> I'm like, trying to figure out different words to say. No, that's perfect. But it's like the same thing every day, so it's just like there's no new words that come to mind. I just feel like it's going to become our quotable thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've been here forever. Yeah, you never leave. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest in the building today. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Does Has done a lot of work out here in Tulsa as far as comedy goes. Um, and then he's done a lot of other work, such as uh, writing for BoJack Horseman. Uh, currently, I think, working on a show called Terrible People for Amazon. Uh, Talk Show Inc. is a skit show that you had. You know what I'm saying? I want to dig into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Done a lot of things, is what I'm saying. Uh, has a lot of credits to his name. Uh, with that being said, for me, that's just really exciting because I'm not going to talk to anybody that's like actually been involved with some things like that. So that's really cool, man. I just want to let you know that uh, you're on IMDb. True indeed. And I thought that was really cool. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, Landry's on IMBD. I was like, well, of course he's on IMBD. He's you doing just like name drop. big... So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh, you can find him on IMDB. <laughs> yeah. Landry Miller in the building, man. Welcome to the Wood All Do Respect Thank podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. If anything, that's my number one credit is I'm on IMDB. I that's, that's so cool. cool. That's so cool. <laughs> were you aware that you were on IMDB? Uh, yeah, at some point I was. When I Googled myself, because every once in a while you have to do that because you go... I, I get a lot of um, shit talk on, like, Reddit and stuff about me. So I always like to Google and be like, oh, what's the new, like, scandal that they're trying to make happen? And then I find myself on, like, websites and I go, oh, I guess I have an IMDb account. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So people legit talk about you on Reddit and things. Is that oh, yeah. To yeah. be well, talked so, about on Reddit is just... Yeah. It used to not be so bad, but uh, last year when I got into politics uh, locally, mm. um, that's when things got weird. And, like, the... Um, the far right movement in Tulsa uh, started calling me the family circus boy, and that really took off as a meme. 
And so I get a lot of that still happening. Yeah, so yeah. talk to me a little bit about that, man. What got you into politics? Have you always been interested in that? or? Uh, yeah, well, I've always been very politically minded, um, but I never really once ever thought that I should run for office, mm-hmm. especially in my career as a writer and a comedian. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really, you know, jive with that, you know. But um, what I, th- but what brought me to it is that, um, especially in Tulsa, the number one thing I was not seeing was young people involved in politics. Mm. And as, so I'm 27, and uh, I was 26 when I was running, and I was the youngest person running for an elected office in the city. And uh, the number one thing was saying, like, you know, it's a bunch of people making decisions. Right. And the young people are the people that make up the backbone of the workforce in Tulsa. Mm. And they're not being represented. They're not being heard. And so that was my number one thing I wanted to talk about and say, look, this is accessible to do. Anyone can do this. So if you feel like you should be able to, you don't have to wait till you're 40 to run for office. You can do it right now. Um, so and kind of yeah, we met a lot of people. Tour, yeah, right? we met a lot of people who were like, we didn't even know that you could do this. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we got our message out there, and that was really our primary message. I think that that's pretty incredible, man. Uh, I've never met anybody that's ran for office. so <laughs> I don't like politics. so I get it. I had no yeah. <laughs> I it's think, a dirty business. Yeah, it's uh, it's dirty. It is. I think it's good to be aware, though, of what's happening around you and things like that, yeah. such as politics. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I definitely feel like uh, it's something that you must know. Uh, not that I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's important to be aware of it, but also know that like you can't make your entire life that mm. because it is a big, large, dirty business. Like I said, like it's it's. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of stuff you got to know. And I think it's important that we go, okay, we know the basis, like the basics of it. And there's people that are kind of the watchdogs, and they kind of go, hey, this, there's some bullshit going on over here. And then we kind of just have to learn how to trust them. Because mm. otherwise, if you make your entire life politics, you'll, you'll be so depressed <laughs> that you won't be able to do anything else. Yeah. Because so politics true. is such a depressing, depressing field. I can see it being such a gloomy lifestyle. Yes. I'm not knocking anybody that's doing their thing in politics, but no, I mean, of course, someone's got to do it. I don't feel like there's fun in that though. Like, what is what's fun in the political world? <laughs> that's a great things. question. Yeah, there, you know, there are politicians who you can look at and you go, oh, they are having fun and making change and doing what they actually believe. Right. And then there's the other ones who are just like. I'm just a power-hungry mad person, like madman. They got made yeah. fun of in high school and yeah. want to <laughs> take it out on everybody else. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about Talk Show Inc. I got to see mm. a little bit of that on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Great. I'm glad you brought that up because it's actually coming back. Right. Um, July 2nd and then August 6th yeah, at incredible. Starlight. Uh, so July 2nd at Blackbird, mm. August 6th at Starlight, which we haven't actually officially announced, so I guess you get that. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, Talk Show Incorporated is a variety sketch show mm. uh, where we showcase local musicians and comedians, and then we also do a bunch of sketch comedy and talk show style bits within it. See, I think that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like I, said, I got to watch a little bit of it. Has Ethan Sandoval been on there as well? Yeah, he's actually okay. one of the two head writers of that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. How do you guys go about shooting that kind of thing? That's a great question. <laughs> it's evolved as it's gone because it's like a nightmare to do. Because mm. anything that's like on a on a, a stage is is a horrible horrible task to film because right. everything is different. The lights not aren't always good. The sound is some kind of really shitty. But um, basically, over the last I guess three or four years that we've been doing it, um, we've kind of we have a couple people that kind of help out with filming, mm-hmm. and they just grab a bunch of cameras, and I go, hey, you guys know what looks good. I trust you. Let's make it happen. Um, 
and uh, we're, we've been really lucky to have good people doing that. Um, like last year, the two weeks right before the pandemic, we were actually shooting a talk show incorporated pilot uh, for a major streaming service. And uh, so the last two weeks of everything being open, we were doing that. And we had a great team. They did amazing work. And then, of course, now, you know, we don't really have anything to do with it because they shut down all the productions. When that happened, never returned back to it. So, right. so uh, yeah, which was kind of disappointing. But, you know, we had got amazing footage from it. And... Um, but, of course, I'm still very critical of it because that's what I do. Right. I'm yeah, and for very like, mentally ill. As an artist, uh, I kind of love it back. Uh, uh, that set. Not that you're mentally ill. You love your, I, no, but that is what I'm talking about, the, yeah. the dark side of the humor. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm really mentally ill. Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. But, so you're bringing it back, though. And yeah, we're coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. What are your goals with it as of now? You're bringing it back. You said you uh, almost, you guys were working on getting on a streaming service, which is mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that, man. What do you what do you what do you aim for this go around? I do not know. Mm. We kind of weren't sure that we were going to bring it back, to be honest, uh, because we were like, I feel like we peaked, you know, because we were like, all right, these, those are the two best shows we've ever done. How many shows were to, did you guys do together? We did ex- we did exactly fifty live stage shows. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's like an hour and a half of, probably an hour of comedy, half hour of music and stand-up. Um, and that was pretty much every week for, a, you know, we took a few weeks off because mm. we did 50. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much every week. And we did a regular, our regular show, we also did a thing called uh, tr- Trial Show Incorporated, which is basically we took like, uh, we basically did a comedy court case over... Uh, which was better, dragons or drones. Okay. Um, and, I mean, we did a couple of those <laughs> with different things. Uh, we've done uh, Real Roast, which is our... Um, basically, we do a roast show, mm. but about a movie. So we'll take, like... We did Titanic, uh, and we had everyone played characters from Titanic and roasted each other um, as in character. And we did Jurassic Park, Grease, uh, Star Wars... Harry Potter, we did part one, we haven't done part two yet, um, but that'll happen eventually. And so, yeah, we've done a lot of really weird stuff with that like show, that and, but that's, you know, the thing is, being in other cities, I'll watch shows and I go, why don't we have shows like that in Tulsa? Mm-hmm. So that's my number one goal, is bringing what I love about other comedy scenes here, because there's really, it feels like, especially recently, not a ton of direction right. on, and, and, and community building on, mm. on the comedy scene. Are you from Tulsa? I'm from Tulsa, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you lived in L.A. for a little bit, and I'm yeah. going to get into that with you. Sure. But uh, I definitely agree with you. To, the, to, the, to say that we have something as cool as Talk Show Incorporated here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or Talk Show Inc., you know what I mean, is, is, is just dope. Uh, going up here, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I still haven't got to sure. go catch one of the shows. Like sure, I said, sure. I found it on Facebook being weird doing my you know, <laughs> research and things. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. Mm. And to have Thanks. something for us to go to and see, like, because that's some stuff you see on, like, from here, at least, where I'm sitting, uh, some stuff you'd see on TV or hear about, as you said. I, you know, I was going to say that kind of, like, sounds like SNL in a way. 100%. Yeah. Just because it's, like, a bunch of sketch Skits. stuff. So oh, I feel yeah, like yeah. that I would really like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's I, it's a good show. I'm, yeah, I'm a little biased, good. but yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely excited to see it, man. I just imagine all the writing and stuff that goes into it because you guys write for it, mm. correct? Yeah, yeah. 
Who was all yeah. the writers involved? You said. Oh anything? my God! There's a there's a long list of people who have come and gone, and some who are coming back, and some who aren't. And mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, but the, the main people are like uh, myself, Ethan Sandoval, and Quinn Blakely, mm-hmm. and we're kind of the three people that run everything. And then we have a bunch of people that just kind of come and go as they're as they're available and as they're not busy. Uh, Bradley McPherson, I know you know. Yeah, um, I do know Bradley. I haven't met the other guy you mentioned. Quinn Blakely. Yeah, I haven't met yeah. Quinn yet, but I'm. He, well, he doesn't do stand up. He just. Does That's like, probably why I met him. Uh, he's a writer and a mm-hmm. sketch and improv, but he's kind of like my writing partner on everything. Mm-hmm. So we always bounce everything off of each other. But um, I actually just came here from lunch with him talking about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, Bradley McPherson, um, Laura Cook has been involved, Shauna Blake has been involved, Zahava Glacier. Wade McFarland. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. A lot of people in Tulsa comedy come through the stage at some point that's incredible so talk to me a little bit about uh what it's like going into a group writing session being able to put on a production like this uh i imagine uh there may be friction every now and then or it's a process talk to me a little bit about that that's really interesting the number one rule if you're ever like say you ever get hired on a show Mm -hmm. uh the number one rule is to check your ego at the door and basically leave it there uh, because you may pitch out something that you thought was brilliant, and it may be brilliant, but it doesn't fit into the project that you're working right. on. It doesn't fit with the, the overarching message or, or theme what, that you're doing. So we've had a lot of arguments mm-hmm. at meetings about sketch comedy, which is the saddest thing to fight about because none of it matters. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the number one thing we tell people when they come on the show is like, hey, I get it. You think you're brilliant. We all do. And that's going to be a problem. <laughs> the fact that we all think we're right and the funniest person here is going to be an issue. So we ask people to, like, when you come in, like, you know, shoot out your idea. If it, if we, it doesn't make it on the show, go do it on something else, you know. Mm. It doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Um, but definitely, like, normally how we run it is I'll walk in and be like, okay, what did you come up with? You know, mm. And we'll go one person, one by one, down the, down the row of people. And just people just pitch their ideas. And then um, the, the good thing is that some people are really good at just producing premises. Mm-hmm. And other people are really good at fixing the jokes. And so we have a great combination of that. So someone could pitch something that isn't, you know, the best. Right. But by the end of the meeting, we have yeah, this, this perfect chunk of gold because everyone's gotten their hands on it. I think that that's yeah. really incredible. I think that that's how, uh, you know, like a lot of the shows like on Adult Swim or like uh, I know I've heard about uh, in South Park they kind of sit down and they all just spit ball ideas boom 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 yeah. boom and come up with their episodes and things like that yeah. man I think that that's pretty fucking awesome though that sounds cool uh, yeah we're definitely gonna have to you said it's gonna be at Blackbird uh, the uh, first show Blackbird July 2nd August 6th at Starlight mm-hmm. and then we have some other ones we're announcing soon. Starlight, where is, where is that? Uh, that's okay. a, I've like, uh, heard of it like, but I don't think I've ever been there right off of uh, Utica on 11th mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so are you looking to get it uh, streamed eventually? Uh, yeah, we would love that. <laughs> are you a, a shoot for the stars kind of guy? Like, if you're going to do something, are you like, oh, let's push it to where we yeah, can Yeah, I go. don't do anything mediocre like or, that. like, halfway. I'm yeah, yeah. Saying, I'm always <laughs> no, trying no, to like, next level. That, uh, yeah, no, I don't ever. And if I don't think something's going to work, I have no problem with just, you know, cutting the cord and leaving mm-hmm. it and never touching it again. Like... Actually, I think a good example is like with uh, with Soundstooth is like when when I made that, I don't really think I thought it was going to be anything that anyone listened to. 
Um, of course, now we have a very loyal, amazing group of people who listen. But one of the things we introduced was Soundstudio TV, and we were like, oh, we'll just produce locally sourced content mm-hmm. visually. And it just didn't work. And so we were like, you know what? Cut it. Why, why invest man hours in it? And so we got rid of it, and, uh, and no one even noticed. <laughs> See, it's, that's another thing that I'm really interested It's beautiful. It's just your whole sounds to deal, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm a big podcasting fan, obviously, yeah. enough yeah. to be a podcaster. No way. Uh, you know, but I, you know, for a long time I've been listening to guys such as, like, Kevin Smith, right? And he mm. also has his, uh, so you're the first person I've met that has their own podcasting company, right? Oh, sure, uh, sure. And Kevin Smith, as I said, he has one uh, called Smodco. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to his work or anything mm. like that. Yeah. He's one of my favorite directors. I have. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, you, she has because I made <laughs> Don't put me in that. It's too. called doing your homework. I, yeah, I do that yeah. to my team He's a lot. He's like, here, you want to watch this? And I'm like, no, actually, great, cool. you got to study here it is. to capture it. It's very yeah, important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but talk to me about getting that started, man. First off, who do you – I take it you're a podcasting fan. Oh, right? sure. Who sure. who put, inspired you to do that, you know, to be a podcaster? Um, Man, I don't really – I don't really know. Okay. Um, I think when I found podcasts, uh, I think one of the intro ones was like Comedy Bang Bang, I think, which a lot of people gets people into it. The dude with the fro on it, right? Uh, Don't ask me, bro. Yeah, Reggie Watts was on the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Scott Ackerman is the host of the Mm -hmm. the podcast. And I think that was really my intro into podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, I like found a funny clip of it on YouTube and was like, oh, yeah, let's listen to that show. And um, and then that kind of took me into the world of it, and I was like, oh, why are there not podcasts here? Right. Which, you know, this was seven, eight years ago, probably, because uh, I wasn't even living in Tulsa again yet. Like I was in, I was in college, um, listening to podcasts, being like, there's, there's no, there's nothing local that I know of. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was, but I didn't know of it. And uh, I was it like, was you. So, oh, Sorry. I was podcasting back in the day. You've been doing this but, for a while. But, uh, yeah. But Sorry. Yeah, this is the first podcast that's actually, like, started moving. But, <laughs> but that's how it goes, <laughs> well, that's right? how it goes, A yeah. lot of times you yeah. spend 10 years working on whatever the fuck yeah. it is you want to do, and then boom. You know I, I mean? Yeah. I've done, like, 50 podcasts. I get See, it. Like, it's... You're the man for that. The, there, it, was it, a, there was a guy yeah. in here the other day who was telling us that he's had three different storefronts and the only one that took off is this one there's a clothing uh, like his clothing, clothing line yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's way. weird what the market wants and mm-hmm. it's weird like it's just being in the right place at the right time with the right product and if you do that you're you're set right. but you know even though it was a good product it may not have been the right time it may have not been what people wanted and um, so yeah uh, I was like Local people should be doing this mm-hmm. uh, because the local market, especially then, uh, normal people didn't even know what podcasting was. Right. And, and for the most part, I would say that's still kind of true. It's really indie to a degree. Um, like a lot of yeah, people don't do the exactly. And I, you know, I kind of get frustrated because people say like, uh, you hear a lot of comedians like, why would I have a podcast? Everyone has a podcast. And you're like, yeah, that's because you only listen to comics and that's mm-hmm. kind of the point. That's how you build a fan base. Right. So I, I, anytime someone's like, I would never get into podcasting. It's an oversaturated market. And you're like, well, first of all, Where? 86% of the podcasts that have ever been put out never surpassed like 11 episodes. Right. So it's not a, it's not oversaturated. Uh, you know, you have that other, you know, what would that be, <laughs> like 14% right. that actually continue on. And then out of that, I think it's like 10% don't make it past like 50 episodes. Mm. So oh my gosh, th- bro. Yeah. 
I just want to let you know that if only, like, 10% of people only make it past 50 episodes, we're almost at 200, bro. Okay, yeah. I'm done. I'm done freaking See, out. I think, like, with that comes, like, the love of doing what you're doing, though. Exactly. You know? So that's why, yeah. like I said, I've been on, I've had multiple podcasts. You know, started way back when I was living with the mother of my kids and things. And, uh, you know, so then I've quit the shows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've, I've stopped doing them. But, yeah. uh, you know, you know, that just came with life happening, getting too sure. busy. But, like, I always end up back here. And I feel like yeah. uh, when it comes to your craft, Man, you got it. Like I said, you got to have that hard for something. Always pulls you back to it. You know, yeah. If that's what you're meant to do, right? You'll come back to it. It's yeah. easy for me to sit here and record an episode every single day. It's, <laughs> sure. This is what I like. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. No, no, I love that. Um, well, see, what's interesting about that is that, like for me, if if someone was like, "I need you, I, you want to make an episode every day," I would lose my shit on them and be right. like. What the hell kind of an idea is that? It's rough. But seeing that someone does successfully do that, I think says a lot. I think that's one reason that people come back and listen to your show is because they know that you care enough about it to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's super. I mean, that means more to listeners than even putting on a good product. Like, like even if this wasn't a good show, which it is, I've listened to it. um, Even if it wasn't, people are here. Because they like you, and they like you, and they know that you're going to be here. Right. So. I stole uh, kind of Joe Rogan's blueprint. Like I said, I studied Kevin Smith for yeah, a really long time. And then Joe Rogan, he's one of the guys that, bear in mind, he has money to do it every day and still be successful yes. like, and That's live a good life. True. It's yeah. very important. <laughs> this is where sponsors and yeah. things like that come <laughs> yeah. into play, yeah, man. So it's kind of tough not having that. But, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Joe Rogan, he's one that wakes up every day, works out, uh, and podcast. That's his whole yeah. fucking life. To me, that's his whole fantastic. schedule. Yeah, like, like yeah, Joe gets up at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> works out for about an hour, hour and a and half. He talks about, it. but anyway. Yeah. Well, <coughs> you know what's interesting about, about him is that um, he's like one of the most liked and hated people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's fascinating is that he has the, like the biggest podcast listening <coughs> because every day it's a different show, like entirely. Right. Like it's like he's talking to you know like philosophers and. Uh, like wrestlers and comedians and people of every walk of life. So he has a different sect of his audience tuning in every other day. It's very interesting. See, and that's what I love about it. That's what pushes me to run my show to a degree, uh, the way I run it. Back in the day, I had a nerd podcast called uh, Living, and I plan on bringing it back one of these days, but Living With My Wife, Batman, and Hip Hop. And that was about, <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be talking about day-to-day life as like a family man and things of that sort, uh, mixed in with comics, but then pop culture completely took over. We'd like review movies, talk about the comics. Yeah. Just nerdy shit, man. But uh, anyway, I really enjoyed it. Uh, versus now, like, I get to sit down with anybody and everybody. And, like, that's yeah. really my market. Fantastic. Getting intelligent people like you, you know what I'm saying, in. And I get to just okay. pick your brain. I'll take hey, you're smart, Landry. You're fucking <laughs> smart. You're doing things. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. To me, it's, it's not not to be weird. But, I mean, I definitely feel like you're uh, you're doing some things. You're making moves, man. Uh, what are you aiming for with Sounds Tooth? Where are you guys planning on going? Man, you know, um, the thing is, when you have your hand in so many different types of projects, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have a long-term goal with each one of them. And with Soundstooth specifically, I think the goal is to have it uh, basically work itself. Yeah. Um, Because I, myself, along with, like, Dustin DeVore and Ethan Sandoval, we put a lot of man hours into it Mm -hmm. every week. And, you know, it covers itself. But it would be nice to be an actual job. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and we're just not to that point yet. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we're not far off from it, but that's just not where we're at. And so, honestly, with Soundstage, it would be just that it can be 
taken care of. Right. It would be nice to take a break from it every once in a while. You know what I mean? I definitely understand yeah. that. Um, and I mean, I feel that that's <laughs> the healthy way to have your business set up. Sure. Right. It's like, because it's what we love. This is what we love. Yeah. And we forever want it to be what we love. We don't want it to become, which it becomes that uh, when you have people that can't run it for you or it's not at that point yet where yeah. you're just constantly working your ass off. And it's what it takes to get there. Sure. But the end goal, as you said, is to be able to, okay, I'm podcasting because I want to, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Not because I have to. Yeah, right? yeah. There, there's a weird uh, balance you have to strike where you're, you're, you are having fun and doing business mm-hmm. and uh, and being consistent with it, which feels like maybe you guys have struck here. Um, where, yeah, or at least, or at least a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're trying. <laughs> it's a, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. What I'm learning is a team dynamic, right? Because oh, everything sure. I've done, I've been solo. Like I, I used to rap and things like that. So I work in groups, and then that never panned out because I'm such a. My name's Castro for a reason. <laughs> I'm very like, no, this is it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. As you talked about uh, the writing earlier, you know what I mean. You yeah. got to be able to just leave it at the door. It's not about yeah. you. It's about the collective. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And but yeah. Anyway, I don't know where. where he I doesn't leave his ego at the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's going with that. <laughs> yeah, but, but for some people, people that works, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. There have been a lot of very successful people I, that I can't don't do it. Necessarily think that it's bad at all. Like no, I mean, I we we so. work surprisingly well together for who we are. For two big personalities. Yeah. 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 You just gotta learn where to adjust. Like, wh- what do they say in relationships all the time? Uh, Pick your battles, right? Yeah. Oh, I sure. That's yeah. what it is with a team. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to do this idea I have, right? Yeah. But fuck it, we'll do this one. Yeah. Well, actually, that's like one of the biggest lessons I learned doing Talk Show Incorporated mm-hmm. at Talk Show Inca is that uh, when sometimes people pitch an idea, and I'm like, I don't understand why this is funny. Mm. Uh, I know you guys <laughs> do. I don't get it. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. And sometimes I have to be like, you know what? Uh, let's take it to rehearsal, because we always do a run-through right before the show. Because we don't like to do too much rehearsal, because then it becomes very, uh, you know. Yeah, it becomes too mm. scripted and stuff like that. So we'll do the uh, run-through, and and then I'll be like, I'm going to show them. This isn't going to work. It's not going to get a single laugh from anyone around. And then it always, and then it kills, and I go, Okay, well, that's why I trusted you, I guess. (laughs) Secretly, I never did trust them. But as far as they know, I was like, yes, if you think that's funny, let's try it. Um, And so there is the pick your battle. And sometimes I'll be like, no, we're not doing that. Mm. I think someone's been pitching, like, an idea for, like, Ghost of Orson Welles being on the show for five years now. And I've been like, not a chance in hell. And now it's just a joke. But... (laughs) But it's like, you know, at some point you have to, you know, you, you pick the battle. That was the battle I chose. I like it. I yeah. like it. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, see, there's three things I want to talk to you about in okay. regards to this. Because I'm going to say, talk to me about your work on for Conan. Talk mm-hmm. to me about your Conan. work for Conan. I said Conan, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, talk to me about your work. Uh, like the Barbarian. Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to, uh, didn't Arnold play? Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about your time on uh, working with Ellen too, doing writing for Ellen. Sure, sure. Uh, as well as uh, it's a nice show. We like we got to get into that. Like that's fucking. Sucks. Oh, so you have looked at my IMDb? Got it. Um, and I've talked to people. You know. What yeah, I mean? they, oh, oh. everybody tells. Before I get to that, that's a good thing. I feel like we don't know each other at all. Not at all. Well, I mean, you two do. I don't. I feel like you don't know me. That's I don't the, know we you. we this. get we get all the information from anybody that knows you. And that's what I was interested in. Because a lot of people get that tertiary information about me. So what what was your take on who I was? Because I'm so, interested to hear this. I mean, I hear a lot of the same things, but... Let's start where with 
our personal meetings, right? Every time I've talked <laughs> okay. to you, right? Sure. Um, you're very sweet, man. Like you're you're cool. You know, say sure, I like sure. you. I have no beef or quarrel with you at all. Well, that's nice. Um, <laughs> I enjoy your comedy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're very uh, you're very focused when I talk to you. So like, sure. Okay. In, anytime we've ever talked, it's only been for three to four minutes. Mm. So and it's because but you're it's kind of me. Yeah. Sure. You, you've got shit going on, or I've got something I got to go mm. do. So like, I've not got to really just spend time. With okay. Later, I see. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. I mean? Versus uh, you know, from there's what I a, hear about been... you. There's been a, no, I just want to say it, I just want to say it, okay? There's been this one time, I remember, fairly well, because we were at uh, Rabbit Hole. I don't know what you were doing at Rabbit Hole. I think it was like a, it was a, I don't remember, I don't remember what show it was. You but were, I had I talked to you. Somebody. Yeah, I, I had talked to you. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, what's up? My name's Tia. And you were like, yeah. And then I was like, oh no, because like I panic whenever I talk to people I don't know. And he's always like, you have to, you have to yeah. talk to people about the podcast when you're out. Sure. So I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, you ever heard of, uh, uh, with all due respect? And you're like, no, actually, yeah, no, I haven't. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, okay. Now, okay. So, <laughs> so here's, here's. I'm glad we're here. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I always feel like I need to justify my social interactions because I don't have a lot of good ones. And uh, so I remember that night very specifically uh, because it was the day that he reached out to me about the podcast. Right. And I said, I don't know what it is because I never know. Because people come up to me all the time about podcasts mm. and I didn't actually have time to look into yours yet that day. And so I was like, oh, I don't know what the hell this is going to be about. I'm just going to try and get out of it. That's exactly <laughs> and it had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with who you were. It just no, the yeah. moment podcast got brought up. I was like, yeah, I'm tuning out <laughs> because I never know. Because if I could tell you how many hours a day I used to spend listening to people be like, I have an idea for a podcast. And then I go, great, you should do it. And they go, oh, I was hoping you'd do it. And you go, that's not how any of this works. Right. That's weird. All of a sudden, they want you to do all the work for them. So I was like, I'm just cutting people off before I have time. Because I think our interactions are more of how I want to operate in the world, right. which is very streamlined, very, very focused, business. and done. Right. Yeah. So I apologize. No, no, it was rude. it was fine. It was fine because I talked to you. Late. I've talked to you more and more Since times the, after that. Yeah. And like every other time, we'd start getting a little bit more like lengthy conversations. Yeah. And like guys were like, "Yeah, we talked for like three five minutes." I was like, "I talked to him for five seconds." So let's <laughs> go. I think uh, Ethan Sandoval actually probably uh, labeled it properly, which is that I'm likable on the third meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I I liked how you conducted yourself though, because I'm very much the same way. You can ask her anywhere and everywhere we. Go. Mm. And so, it, when I say this, so that it's to take it or to not have it all set on you, because in our three to four minute meetings, you may have something going on, but so did I. I'm very sure. Like, sure, yeah. I'm not here for like some, whenever we get to sit on the podcast, then we get small talk. We can oh have yeah, it. yeah. But like off the podcast, like I've got fifteen got other things I'm working yeah. on. You talked about having your hand in many pots, like, and so I completely understood. I'm like, yeah. this guy knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah. We're here straight to the point. Let's get it done and leave. You yeah, know a lot of I mean? people don't like that though. <laughs> I enjoy it. It makes a lot of people feel like we're kind of dismissive. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Or invalidating. But it really, I, I always feel bad because that's never the case. It's always like people come up and I'm like, I don't know if I have time to have a conversation with you right now. Right. Like I, my brain is elsewhere. And But if you want to talk business, I can tune in for a couple minutes. If, you right. want, if that's what you want to do, let's do it and get it out of the way. And that avoids a whole nother thing. I down feel the like road. it keeps us brutally honest too. It just keeps us like oh, sure, straight sure. to the point. Like, hey man, I yeah. don't have time. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and we're not dicks. We're just busy. You know, yeah. is how yeah. I feel about it. Uh, and then, so off of us uh, and our personal interactions, sure. 
from what I've heard from everyone, right? Because yeah. I had to do my research. Yeah. I hear nothing but good things. I, I continue. I can't to, believe that. Yeah, yeah. I 100% do not believe that. It's a lot of people pretty... admire what you do, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, but I always, see, especially new people that come around, because I, I, I usually don't give open micers, like, a time of day, mm-hmm. just because I'm like, if you're here in six months, I'll talk to you. But so many people come and go that it's like you get invested in someone and then they they disappear from comedy and you go, oh, that was a waste. Right. <laughs> what a what a horrible cold way to put that. But but, but you get what I mean. And so it's like you know I don't want to spend hours trying to help someone write on something or, or talk about something if I'm never gonna see that person again. You know. Right. Then or it is a waste. Then it is a waste sense. of my time. Right. Because I feel like every second I'm awake, and this is kind of pathological, but I think every second I'm awake is an investment of some kind. Right. And do I want to put that into my personal life or my professional life? And when you have a lot going on, you, you get this. You have to be like, all right, personal life has to be on the side for a minute. we got to focus on this. I really wish I could do that, but I'm just too into it. We're working on it. Yeah. I think also it's a, it itself is a mental illness because you have to be able to compartmentalize to a degree that isn't probably natural. <laughs> And it takes a lot away from your own personal health, too. Oh, I mean, with the way sure. I operate, she's yeah. yelling at me all the time for lack of sleep. Or yeah. Like, it's because yeah. I'm constantly thinking. I'm constantly growing up. It's it's a blessing and a curse. You know what yeah. I mean? I love it. I wouldn't change it. I might get a little bit more rest, but, you know what I mean, I definitely feel like sure. for guys like us, it's what's going to get us where we're trying to go. Which is exactly. all I ever try to tell them. And like, <laughs> like, I know, okay? Yeah. I'm like cool, so do it. Because <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that way. I'm just like so, like. Yeah, not everyone is, and not everyone can be, because it isn't. It really isn't the most healthy thing. In the no, world. it's not. Yeah. But <laughs> need to relax. The overall you review from everybody else, man, just talking to everybody about you. I mean, they they build you up. You know, that's why people like yeah. you. Uh, that is wild. I, people really I, like. How you are done, Bojack Horseman. That's like every single time <laughs> they do I talk to someone, they're like, like, yeah, do you guys know he worked on Bojack Horseman? Yeah. And I was like, actually, yes. <laughs> uh, six of the people told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, is, that also is a curse in itself because um, it makes doing open mics very difficult yeah. because I want to try new stuff. And especially if someone doesn't hasn't actually seen me on stage, and I'm trying something new and it's not working, they're like, "I knew this guy was a fraud." And I already have imposter syndrome, so I already think I'm a fraud every day of my life. I don't need that added on to it, you know. Uh, so it, I will say, if first world problem, it makes doing comedy very difficult because mm. <laughs> there's like a, an expectation of you that you can't always meet, right. you know, not to get better at least, you know. What I like about you as well, right? You've been doing sure. this for a while. Uh, what I like is that you still show up to open mics. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I think that that's solid. I know there's some comedians. Uh, you know, and I said that and that sounded horrible. Yeah, it did. I don't mean it like that. I mean there's some comedians. You know, that fucking Says it exist on the planet. Same way. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's comedians that exist in this universe that like they they reach a certain level where it's like I don't need the open mic anymore. Sure. And I'm not sure. that kind. I'm the kind of guy where it's like you're con- you're so, you're always a student. You're always yeah. learning. You're always practicing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I will say, um, yeah. It it some I don't always go up, but I go. Right. And uh, because I think it's important, and and also because here here's why I struggle so much with going to open mics, especially in this town, and and maybe just right now. Um, because it, it becomes less of like we're all working on something and then hanging out and it becomes we're all hanging out mm-hmm. and then everyone's just showing up to have friends and you go guys go have friends somewhere else if you want to just have friends if you want to work on comedy and then have friends do that right. spend this hour working on your stand up 
afterwards we'll all hang out and talk. That's what we're going to do anyways. Mm. So, you know, just uh, it's very frustrating to watch because I it's a, it's a it's a a bad example mm. of what comedy is, I think to audience members. And then those audience members don't come back. Mm. And then now we've now we've tarnished comedy in their eyes locally. And uh, it's going to be really hard to get them to come out to anything else. Right, I could see that. And in a small market, losing audience is, is very... Big. Yeah, it's, it, audience members are very valuable here. Mm. Um, so anyways, I'm very critical on that, and I know it's only because I've been doing this for like 13 years, but um, <laughs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> and I express this to them. It's not like I'm like coming on your podcast to tell secrets behind their back. No, but Because they're I definitely like, not... They're, the whole they're... world knows now. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler I, alert. I have no qualms, you know, about that. But it's just, I, I think it is, uh, you know, I also try not to just save how I feel about anything. But I think so that's people. important. And then with the something as important such as this, I mean, all you're trying to do, it seems, is keep things goal-oriented, right? We're here for a purpose. Sure, let's sure. focus in on that purpose. Yeah. Give me an hour um, of you trying. Right. Let's build a little bit, and yeah. then let's play. You know what I'm because saying? Because also the thing is, like, when I'm in an open mic, I'm also looking for people who could do stuff for mm-hmm. me. Um, I said that in a very douchey way. I don't think, but, see, but I'm, I, I'm looking I'm for, I'm looking having for a comics great that time. I think would be good writers mm-hmm. for other types of media. Like, I'm run, I run a sketch show, I run, I'm, you know, I wrote uh, Terrible People and we're in the middle of shooting that and, you know, like, uh, we have a writing group that basically, I wrote the episodes and now they meet once a week and they kind of do touch-ups and punch-ups and stuff like that and they suggest things and most of those I throw out, but some of them, because <laughs> I'm right. But um, and, and but some of them, you know, some of those ideas I never could have come up with, and that's why I was like, hey, would you want to write on this? Right. And I'm looking for people that have brains like that for future projects because mm. I want to do stuff and be able to be like, oh, talk show, um, you know, I really need people that want to write and produce their own sketches. Mm. And if you don't want to do that, you're really just wasting all of our time. Mm. But I want to find people that know how to do that stuff. Or, you know, I have some ideas for some stand-up showcases or uh, for the real roasts that we do over movies. Like, people that can write roast jokes. Like, we're we're always looking for to bring people into what we're doing and, you know, help them, one, grow their resume, stretch as a writer, stretch as an artist, um, learn new skills, have a little bit of experience under their belt. Um... And so I'm just like, guys, don't waste my time being at this open mic then. You right. know? Give me an hour of you caring. I like Five that. minutes. Give me a five minutes of you caring, and we're good. I like that so much, though, man. It, you're, you're scouting for talent to a degree. Um, and I love that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the only way to really succeed is together. And um, sheesh. You fucking me up on this episode, man. You guys, you. <laughs> you guys literally, like, I've been, like, just listening to this. You guys are a lot alike. It's just, that's a, what's a weird. Lot it's very surreal to hear it from another human. I'm like this fucking guy. <laughs> it's quite it. validating. Yeah, it's I get it. Good. Yeah, I like. I like you. Yeah, I like I'm you. Like you're you. doing good things. Uh, you're very busy. Yeah. Talk to me about your day to day routine. That's oh, very Jesus. interesting. How? What the fuck do you do? When you like from get up to you know just what? Do, sure. What is your shit like? What you do you care? No, I don't have a Keurig. I don't drink coffee, uh, and I really don't drink soda. Um, I used to that's a good. lot. I don't anymore. Every once in a while, I accidentally sip something. But mm. <laughs> now I just I drink alcohol to replace the Coke. Um, but <laughs> Coca Cola. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we can be hundred percent honest yeah. on you, Landry. It's fine. <laughs> I I uh, I assume everyone is like 
that guy should not do coke. <laughs> like, I don't know if my heart could handle it. You don't seem like a coke guy. No. Uh, yeah, I have. I don't think I loved it. See, but then again, I didn't love it enough to do it. Michael Sarah didn't seem like a coke guy. And oh, and Michael Sarah is definitely. Yeah. So if you were a coke guy, that's kind of I'm not saying you're Michael Sarah, but I could you'd be a Michael Sarah <laughs> coke kind of guy. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You Michael Sarah is definitely a coke guy. Are you kidding me? Have you seen Michael Sarah? I didn't think you were. Have you what? seen the? Yeah, I mean, you. I didn't used to think that. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't. But anyways, the point is, what was uh, my day to day? Yeah. So I do have a day job, mm-hmm. uh, of which I work anywhere between forty and sixty hours a week. Um, while I'm working there, because I'm just a supervisor management for a restaurant, so I'm not actually doing any work. Um, <laughs> I usually am working on something on the back end for Soundstooth, um, mm-hmm. updating the app, um, you know, writing out proposals and trying to get advertisers and all that kind of garbage, um, organizing stuff, uh, writing on my scripts uh, for shows, or, uh, like, I have um, a packet I have to get out uh, here. I don't even know what day it is. Pretty soon, within the the next week. It's the 7th. Cool. Yeah, pretty soon. i got to get that packet (laughs) in to hopefully get a job. But, um, uh, and and, uh, so my day-to-day, I usually wake up late. So normally 8, 15, when I should have been up at 8, which 15 minutes for me is a nightmare. Uh, And then I uh, wake up and then I stare into uh, the void of life uh, for about 20 minutes as I wake up. And I'm just processing everything that I think I may have dreamt. And I go, was there anything there I could use? Anything that I could use? <laughs> Did that mean anything? Oh, that might have meant something. Um, I'm not like a I'm not like a Jungian, like you know I don't subscribe to like Jungian, you know psychology. Right. But I do think that sometimes dreams have meanings. And uh, <laughs> but, um, and then yeah, and then I go to work. Or like today when I didn't actually work my day job, but I still had a 12 hour, like I still have 12 hours mapped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, this was at the end of it. But um, not luckily, just like that means we were. I wouldn't like. Hey, I got, uh, I got a harsh forty-five minutes, and I'm out. But, means you're um, done, though. It means you get to do whatever. After sure. This. Now I get to like, yeah, hang out and and do something I enjoy. This is, you know, yeah, whatever. Fascinating. But um, no, this is quite enjoyable. But uh, and then after this, I'm, you know, I'll go wherever every everybody is. Um, but like today, I had to do three hours of podcast work. I had mm. to do some website work for a client. I had to. Uh, I had two meetings, um, and then I had lunch, and then I came here. So, that's my it. day. I can dig it. Yeah, and, and I just want, I, the reason it's I, not it's not like it's not like a set day. I'm not like Joe Rogan where I have like every minute mapped out. I, I my days are pure chaos. But there's always productivity in it. Oh yeah, and this I is take why one day every six months, and I go. I I'm not that. doing shit today. This is why I, I brought it up. Something. This is exactly why. You know what I mean? I wanted to display that busyness, that productivity. There's not a lot of wasted time in your day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel that's very important to show to the audience. Uh, for people that kind of want to pursue uh, maybe not the exact same career field, but to, to chase goals in general, mm-hmm. to chase dreams in general, this is what mm-hmm. it takes. It takes to get the sure. fuck up, and I've got all of this to do, which none of this, to a degree, uh, it's all insane. None of it matters because we're chasing a mystical <laughs> magical but it's like for uh, us yeah. we set all these fucking like we, we put yeah, all we're this running pressure. after the like the the heat waves from a road right. it's like the, there's nothing really there but that's we're what we're doing it for 
And that's what it takes. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to go down that path with you. It's yeah. very important. Sure. I mean, I think, I, I, man, I guess so. I Like last week, I had probably one of the more busy days I've ever had. Like mm-hmm. I woke up and it was uh, 5.30 a.m., which is way before I should ever be awake because I didn't get to sleep till probably 3. Mm. So, so uh, I woke up. I had to write. Uh, I had a deadline that morning that actually it was the night before that I didn't get. Um, yeah, I missed out on that. Uh, I had to turn it into a show because they started filming, you know, a couple hours later. Turn that in. That was my segment that I did. Great. Okay, did that work. Then I had to drive to Sepulpa to be on a movie set. And I was there for four or five hours. What movie? It's not a movie you would ever watch. It's well, a Christian see. movie that I'm doing. I can see you <laughs> for the money. Movie. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and so I was there for four or five hours. I had to speed to my day job. Uh, so now we're talking like it's right at like it's like 1 p.m. Mm. So on the way, you know, I had to find something to eat. Drove, got there, closed that at 9.30. Um, then I had to rush because I had a 10.30 spot on a, on a show that was like an underground show that well, I guess doesn't really matter talking about it now. Anyways, it was like a private <laughs> event thing. Ran over there, did that, and then drank heavily, and then got home, and it was like 6 a.m., and then I had to like, the next day I didn't have to go anywhere until like noon. So I got a little turnaround time. But like that was my day, and I was like, good God, it felt like a week of time. Jeez. I felt like I had been awake for a week. But like that, I would say... Shave off twenty percent of that. That's probably my day to day. Yeah, yeah. We've right. finally gotten to the point where we're a little bit more on track with things. Yeah. Um, I'm the person that needs structure in things oh, so yeah, I sure. can get it done. Because if I yeah. don't, I'll just sit there and stare into the wall. Oh man, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to get us all on like a like a strict schedule so he can get some sleep because he never does. And then we can figure everything else out from there. Well, that's exactly where I thought that this conversation was going. Because I thought you'd be like, thanks for telling me how uh, busy your days are. Because I need my days to be more busy. But someone over here needs me to get sleep. <laughs> and I was about to be like, why? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so, you know, I'm just displaying what it takes to get where you want to go. Uh, like I said, it's very important that we send that over to the audience. You know what I mean for me? Sure. I think also... Um, if someone was like, oh, I want to get into comedy and have Landry's schedule, I think they need to know that it, it comes with its own sacrifices <laughs> um, and that it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it. Like, I'm living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, doing comedy here. Like, right. that's not necessarily what people would consider making it. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's a crazy statement, but I feel like people aren't like, that's my goal. Uh, I want to <laughs> be in Tulsa yeah. doing comedy. Yeah, I want to live that guy's life. Yeah, that's not, I don't think people are shooting for that. But, um, you know, as a workaholic, you know, it, it does come with its own sacrifices. And, and uh, you know, you're not always going to have great successful relationships or friendships. Right. And you have to find the people that can handle that. And, um and also know that you, you may go three weeks without talking to them, mm. you know? Uh, and and it's not because you don't want to be friends with them or be in a relationship. It's just that you have so much going on, you can't you can't stop. I think it's actually an illness is that I can't stop working. Mm. I yeah. think it is, too. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I like sure. it, though. I'm glad I that he understands I, I'm that. the type of guy to where I'm satisfied with... Uh, and as long as I'm doing what the fuck it is that I believe in and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it matters to me, uh, 
I'm cool with the loneliness to it. There's a loneliness to it. There's a loneliness to it, yeah. And I'm I'm very satisfied with that. But not to get dark as hell or anything like that. Well, no, I don't don't even know if it is. I mean, of course it is dark inherently because anything with loneliness is dark. Especially to those that don't get it. You know what I mean? Sure. I think that's the big thing is that people that don't understand what you're doing, you can look like, you know, you're you're a a tired old workhorse that no one, you know, that doesn't talk to anyone. Nobody loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if Eeyore was, like, strong as fuck and, like, right. always on the clock, that's, you know, I get that. I get that sometimes that's the image. But it's, like, you can also be functional um, doing that. I'm not condoning it, the lifestyle at all. A functional uh, because, workaholic. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, yeah, functional workaholic. But, like, you were just saying, like, yeah, I, I'm aware that it's not it's not healthy. No. And no. i got to figure out a way to, like, get to a point, get some of these projects to a point where I can kind of take some of that responsibility off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that comes with... Trusting people, um, which I'm not good at. It comes with, um, you know, delineating uh, different jobs and things to other people, which comes with trust. Can't do that. Um, you know, it's just time management, and I'm not great at it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I could be significantly less busy than I am, but I think it's that I don't want to be. <laughs> because then I would have to take up probably responsibility for my own shit that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Yes, there's a lot of relationships that I've been very um, uh, gone from, you know, that I should be more present in, that I should be more available for. Um, friendships and stuff like that that I've just let fall up to the wayside. And I think if I stop working, I'll have to accept that. And I'll have to actually be like, ah, I'm fucking up, you know. And I, I apologize yeah, for ghosting so I think, you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And um, so I don't know what drives you or if that seems to be something that... I mean, it's definitely something I share. It's very common. Yeah. Uh, the slowing down is when you have to face reality, as yeah. you said. Uh, yeah. Not seeing the family, uh, mm. certain lady friends or whatever the situation sure, may be. Sure. Friends, as you said. My thing, I think, would be really my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know, get that. Uh, yeah, so that yeah. I definitely relate to you. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just there's this hunger. Like, sure. I, I have to have this. I have to complete these goals. Nothing. I have to reach and, it. But the problem is nothing ever fulfills it. Right. Because you go, oh, that was good. I'm I'm I think I'm full uh, with whatever you just did. But ten minutes later, uh, it's right back. Uh, that that thing inside of you is like, hey, we've already gone through what you gave us. We need more. Right. We need more, we need more, we need more, more, more. And then uh, it doesn't stop. It never stops. I think stops. that comes with the hands in many pots after. That's where that sure. happens. It's like, I yeah. need You know what that it. sounds like? An addiction. You know what that is? Mental. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. have an addiction. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I'd rather have an addiction to... I'm happy with having. <laughs> I mean, what I is it? Only one <laughs> life is an addiction. Okay. No, what I'm saying. I just finish this. I'd rather have an addiction to building my goals and achieving them than than not, though. Uh, you know what I mean? As I said, sure. there's this hunger. I have to satisfy this. Yeah, I think I. I uh, no, don't get me wrong. As someone who in that position, I know exactly where you're coming from, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I would rather be addicted to that than I don't know meth. Meth, sure. <laughs> I I think that like, uh, yeah, but. But I also have to deal with the fact of, like, well, what if I ever got what I wanted? Mm. What if I ever got everything I ever wanted? Like, say, I can do comedy as a... I have a blank check. Mm. Anything I want to do, people will give me money to make. Will that be enough? And if not, much like any other addiction, what am I going to have to do to up the high? You know what I mean? I mean, think about it uh, as well, man. Many people that are similar to us, right, who have made it and have done similar... 
<laughs> Similar. Yeah. She makes fun of how I say it. I make fun uh, of how everybody, everybody says everything. I so think about it. As I said, I many people have done what, or who have been where we're at and have made it where we're trying to go. Sure. Uh, and think about their happiness. A lot of them are still... You know, doing what the whatever the fuck it is they got it they they are still going is what yeah. I'm saying yeah. uh, a lot of these people and this is the risk that we run in this lifestyle uh, the the entertainment world right mm. there we run the big risk of as I said in the end uh, being very lonely uh, maybe rich which you can buy some cool shit but <laughs> these are sacrifices this is what You're as you said forever. tarnished yeah. relationships yeah. and things like that these are real life things that yeah. one must deal with when it comes that time you know what I mean and, and it comes oh, with the territory sure it does I mean yeah some of my most vivid memories and are like remembering like a three month period where I didn't go home because I was I was I worked and then I had a show and then I stayed out networking is what I called it I don't know if that necessarily was what it was <laughs> but I called it networking to, as an excuse for myself and then I went home and it was 3 a.m. And then I had to wake up, you know, at 7 a.m. and go work again. Mm. And I gave no time to, to my ex. Like, we didn't have a relationship anymore. And in my head, I go, well, there's nothing wrong here. And, but a most vivid memory is them being like, I've seen you on stage. You'll never love me as much as you love doing that. And leave yeah. I mean, then this is the real life side of things. Yeah. You know what and I mean? then I went to a show that night and right. did a show. You know, it's like... What? Where do you have to go? What I'm doing is pathological and destructive. What I'm doing is constructive and building. And then what in between there is vague and actually harmful that I need right. to cut out to just focus on the constructive part. And then there's this. Uh, you said something earlier that just slipped my mind, and I hate that. So I'm going to go ahead and make it my own point. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um Sheesh, she's gone. It was going to be a great point. So we're going to continue <laughs> forward. I knew I we'll sh- find it again. There was like this feeling I had that I shouldn't look at you because I knew you would look at me. And then the second I did that, you were like, it's gone. I was like, I shouldn't look. <laughs> so the great thing about having a co-host is when I'm talking yes. to like my guest, well, I usually look at her and mm. it helps me just gather my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She's not here for her input. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> really. What, she's just here so I can look at her and fucking figure out what the hell I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So you that know, way you, you know guys don't know what's uh, What's that? What's that dude's podcast? Who? The only dude that has a chick in it with him. <laughs> There's like she's in her own little little thing. The Asian Howard guy. Howard Stern. Yes. Oh, fuck. Do you fuck with Howard? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar I'm, with that. I, I'm real big into radio and things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a he got player, really so. happy I'm that you said that. Like yeah. he was really happy. I like so. I'm probably not as uh, into Howard Stern as you are, but yeah, I'm, I'm a very nerd familiar. For he is. But I'm a nerd for all of this, man. Be yeah. that podcasting, radio, audio, entertainment in general, like mm-hmm. all of it. Like I just, I've got to know every little piece of the it. history That's, of yeah. it, the beginning. Uh, That's my job is to sit here, um, take pictures and make funny comments sometimes. <laughs> That's all I need her for. It's yeah. all a co-host. All a co- the, the, a, Robin of yeah. the Robin. The Robin, exactly. exactly. All a co-host to me in the in the podcasting world or whatever is yeah. supposed to do is be the, the support, the mm. backbone. If mm. I ever stumble, right, I'm the lead act. And if I ever start to fall, that's where a co-host chimes in and does the their part left. so you can gather yourself. That's yeah. how I feel it should be conducted. Yeah. Uh, I understand both having right? the yeah. both having yeah. like your own like built up place of you know what I'm saying? You guys can both have a lead role, but I operate better, you know what I'm saying, yeah. with like 
Bad. Now, what if I, at this moment, turned and was like, so Tia, what do you think about, and then just went into a five-minute conversation with just with her? I would love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because to me, that's good content. <laughs> this has not happened yet. People don't talk to well, Tia. What if I was like, hey, I love your podcast, just you podcast? What if I did that? I would throw up. She <laughs> that's what I would, would do. do that. And then I'm pretty confident she would be like, well, actually. Uh, You're like, sorry for that. I, I do like it, too, the, but... Uh, there's just something so funny to me about like throwing off like a like an already working chemistry. It's like just being. Like, <laughs> Do you know the one day I didn't have Tia here, yeah, I had a comedian great. come in, and she's the only comedian that's been able to throw me off my game thus far. Oh really? Sherry Johnson came in. Oh here. fantastic. Tia wasn't yeah. here, and I usually am vibing off of Tia. Uh, Sherry Johnson came in, and she started talking to me, and she's just this little lady. You've met her. Yeah. This little, and I thought she was just a little sweet thing. Oh, no. She gets oh, in here, no, no. she starts talking about picking up bitches and doing all kinds of, like, wow, this this is graphic. Like, yeah. I didn't expect this from you. I didn't know what to do because Tia wasn't here. Like, <laughs> just ma'am. staring at my empty you chair like, help. <laughs> you know, I kind of <laughs> already had my chemistry of, like, what I want to talk to her about. And then the moment she started doing it, like, all of that went Gone. out the window. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, I get it. You're yeah. leading this, Sherry Johnson. You have a podcast. Yeah. You know what's going you're, on. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah. She's on Sounds Tooth, Sounds Tooth as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she does uh, laughter and lyrics with Sandra Slate. Yeah, yeah. How many shows do you guys have currently? Oof, I think a, a dozen currently running. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, constantly running. I guess should be the term. See, I think uh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, have you guys thought at all about the? See, there it is. I'm doing it. I hate it. Because I'm thinking. I'm gathering it. I know. And then, uh, like sometimes I make live, funny faces. <laughs> have you guys thought about the live podcast game? Right, doing it in front sure. of audience. That's yeah. one thing we've been trying to do a little bit. I uh, haven't got to do it to the degree we want. We're working yeah. on it. We're building. But uh. yeah, you know, we've done we've done a couple here and there. Mm-hmm. Usually at comedy festivals. That's a good place to do it. But um, yeah, we've done a few. It's it's a it's a hard game to uh, organize. It's a hard thing to organize. But when you do it and it works, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's really worth it. Yeah. Most deaf. Most deaf. Uh, man, we're we're here at fifty six. Man, I usually cut at an hour. I don't know what your time is like. Uh, I still. Want to hear? Because I hear you have a gnarly. If you got a couple more things to get into. Let's okay. do it. Cool, cool. I got all the time you need. He all said, right. I, just I got want, the time. First of all, uh, I mean, we got to cover uh, terrible people. We got to talk about seconds. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what you got coming. Yeah. Uh, and I want to build some hype towards that. Do you want to tell us a sure. little bit about that? Uh, and then I got to hear your Tonight Show story. Roscoe told me I need to know about your Tonight Show story. So I kind of got to get into that. Tonight. Oh, oh, I know what story you're talking about. Okay. Um, I was like, what the hell kind of story is he talking about? I don't have a fucking story. Um, uh, yeah, so Terrible People is a, uh, a 10-part uh, comedy series that will mm. be premiering on Amazon Prime, hopefully in the fall. I have Amazon Prime. Yeah, it looks like we're about a month behind. Maybe winter 2021. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it winter follows... Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And it's not it fast is, enough. It is daunting. Um but yeah, uh, it's basically a show that follows a group of people who have started their own multi-level marketing business selling essential oils. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so basically, <laughs> and uh, and then it just follows the rest of their lives, getting you know all the bullshit that happens to them. I yeah. like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And was this an original idea from you, or was it a group uh, collaborative? Oh, so actually, this was an idea I wrote a few years ago, and it was actually optioned by a major streaming service. And then when the pandemic happened, they were like, "Hey." We aren't 
taking, you know, we aren't going to be producing any new shows for a while, so we're releasing the contract back to you. Cool. You have full permission to use this for whatever you want again. And then I just showed it to um, Brad, uh, Bradley McPherson and Quinn Blakely, and I was like, hey, so I just got this contract back on the show, and I'm really sad that they didn't end up making it. Uh, do you guys just want to read it? And they were like, sure. And they go, uh, let's make this. And I was like, mm. yeah, let's make it. Um, it's it's doable. Sure. It wasn't the show I wanted to make. I had a different show lined up to shoot this last year. Um, but uh, once we sat down and I was like, here were the other ideas I had. They pitched some ideas. We got some like a good story arcs going. Um, and I was like, all of a sudden I was writing the show. And I go, oh, I guess, we're yeah, we're going to do this. So, That's yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. When did you, you said some possibly? It's going to be a l- later this year. Coming, yeah, yeah, coming yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. As, I mean, the moment we have a, a like a release date, it'll be everywhere. <laughs> we definitely. have a like so we have a, we have very little production budget, but mm-hmm. um, and actually, what's funny is I was supposed to shoot uh, a stand-up special last year um, at the end of March uh, for Amazon, and so they sent me a check, and then we had to cancel the production. We couldn't do it because everything shut down, <laughs> and so they were like, "Okay, uh, we're not really sure what to do yet, so just you know." just put it on hiatus and as soon as things go we'll resume and then eventually I kind of got in contact with the producers like hey actually I have a sitcom that I'd like to shoot Mm -hmm. and they go "Uh, okay send us all the information and then uh, they were like okay we're releasing that check to be used as that budget for that show so basically we just pivoted a little budget money yeah and um but the majority of that budget is going into our marketing campaign mm. uh, f- once we are ready to release the show. And it'll be come out weekly. Um, and uh, it, it we have some really, really fun, really funny stuff prepared to put out. And I'm very excited about it. I don't get excited about things. This I'm very excited about. <laughs> I'm definitely hyped to see it, man. Yeah. Anything, not only is it a great show idea and things like that, but, man, just anything that's coming from... To a degree, our people, man. It's coming. Uh, you talked a lot earlier, or you said something earlier about unity, right? Doing things mm-hmm. as a whole. Uh, I consider you one of the people, right? Mm-hmm. We are all one community. It's all about community building. The fact that you have a product coming out, man, I couldn't be more excited for that. Mm-hmm. That's ours, you know. The fact yeah. that you you make it, we make it, kind of deal. You right. know what yeah. I'm saying? That that's how yeah. I feel about things. You know what I'm saying? And it's just very beautiful that that. that Things are moving for you in that direction. You know, I couldn't be more happy about that. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I, I think the the number one thing. So, so I grew up in Claremore, um, mm. and uh, in Claremore, Oklahoma. Yeah, no, exactly. She. I, I wish they could see the face you just made because that is one hundred percent accurate to just growing up in Claremore. Yeah, um, but I, from a young age, I was doing. Uh, performance and you know I was I was originally before I got into stand up I did magic and I did ventriloquism and I did all kinds of bullshit. You did fucking ventriloquism. <laughs> he, oh yeah, my god! And, um, I'll talk to him about it after. Yeah. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> Fantastic! I am already excited about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you're in Claremore, there was nothing, nothing. There was no nothing to get into to facilitate a cr- young creative person. Mm. So. When I put on shows in high school, I had to put them on myself. I had to figure out how to do that. I had to, like, rent the community center to do a show. The in. community yeah. center, okay? Yeah. Yeah. No good. Um, and no one knew what it was. And then you just, you, enough people would show up, like, your family and the people in the show's family would show up. And you go, I guess that's it. Um, and, you know, you'd break even. But the thing is, like, um, the number one thing I learned from that is I was like, I don't want anyone to have to do that. Like, 
the idea that I had was I live in Claremore, so I can't do comedy. I can't make things because I don't live in L.A., I don't live in New York. But the thing is, we live in an age where we can do whatever the hell we want. Mm -hmm. We can make whatever the hell we want. We just have to sometimes figure out how to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's throwing money at Tulsa, Oklahoma to make movies but or to make TV. But that's not that shouldn't stop us from making good TV, right? You know, um, and so that's the, that's why everything I've ever made is the way it is. Talk Show Incorporated is for Tulsa comics, like it's for all of us to make a fun show that we don't get to do any other time. Terrible People is a TV show that comes from people here in Tulsa who are never maybe may never get to work on another TV show or a real TV show, you know, something that's made in LA or New York, right? You know. Uh, Soundstooth was made for people to be like, hey, legitimately, there are good podcasts coming out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, that you you don't have to live on the coast to make good content. You don't have to be on the coast to listen to good content. We have just as talented people right here. Mm-hmm. And everything I've ever done is to build off of that. And I hope that always rings true in everything I'm doing. Um, but that's the main message, because I never want to think of another kid having to you know, go through the shit I had to go through mm-hmm. and the depression and the anxiety and the, you know, self-harm, all that bullshit that I did in junior high and high school because I didn't have an outlet for what I wanted to do because I didn't live in the right place. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I that's what I'm beautiful. always building to. Creating opportunities, man. I think that that's great. That's incredible. So, I almost want to end on that. Do you want to tell your Tonight Show story? Sure, if you want to. All right. That, that was it's just such you. a good fucking ender. Though. That was it. <laughs> that's... Go ahead and let us know. I'm interested. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll let you down from here on. Um, oh, man. Uh, so uh, I didn't end up doing stand-up on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was a walk-on bit uh, where it was basically I did a small character piece. And uh, and it was like it was like a minute. And then on the show, it was like five seconds. But um, So the way I got on the show, though, was on accident. Mm-hmm. Because I went to um, the NBC studio tour, uh, which if you go into Rockefeller Center, they go, hey, if you want to see some of these studios, we'll walk you around the building. And so then, you know, you, a bunch of people go, and then they walk you through the whole building, and you go up the elevators, and you go into Dr. Oz's studio, and they go, ah, look, we talk about poop here, and you go, oh, great. Um, and then you go to, like, the Tonight Show's studio, and you're like, oh, this is cool, cool. And then they go, and here's the thing, they, 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 they front load you, and they go, look at these really cool, real-life studios. And they go, do you guys want to see a news studio? And we're all like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Let's see a news studio. And then they take you into a room that is 100% not a news studio. It's like, it, it, it's the size of like a dive bar mm-hmm. in every dimension. Like the ceilings are very low. Everything's carpet. And you go, this is not what st- new studios are like. Right. Um, and then there's these old cameras from like 1986. And they're like, yeah, see, these are real life cameras they use. And we're like, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, so they put you in there. And I, I actually went to New York uh, as my senior trip with my mother and my girlfriend at the time. And so we went, and it was a, a very dumb experience. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of weird adventures. We got lost a lot. We ended up getting on the wrong subways, like, consecutively, like, at the same time. Like, my mom got on one subway, and I got on a different subway, and then my ex-girlfriend got on a different subway, and then we all were going different directions in the city. Oh, and we wow. went, oh, we are fucked. We are big-time fucked. Um, we eventually all made it back together. And actually, a funny thing is that, like, 
uh, my girlfriend, she uh, started to uh, chew gum because she got anxious about being in New York, I guess. And so she was chewing gum, but she would chew with her mouth open. And I was like, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> that is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, in your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, 18 years old, it's a long life. you know. But I was like, this is horrific and I you know I can't handle this um and then she didn't believe me that she was chewing with her mouth open which I thought was even weirder um I was like you can't How do you not you can't feel it you can't hear it <laughs> she didn't believe me anyways uh <laughs> I'm gonna take a lot of like really weird alleyways because I never get cool. to talk about this experience. so uh and then you know so we went all over the city one one point we went into uh, little Italy you know to go eat um, little Italy which, yeah yeah it sounds real cool then you get there and go this is just still New York there's nothing I thought you were gonna say this is just Olive Garden <laughs> oh this is uh, an Olive Garden <laughs> <laughs> huh taking a lot of liberties here Olive Garden <laughs> oh no uh, you guys yeah. uh, she quit yeah y'all are wild <laughs> <laughs> That would be so funny yeah. if that ever happened, though. Like, imagine, like, yeah, we're going to Little Italy. It's just a fucking Olive Garden, just, bro. Yeah. It's just an Olive Garden the size of a Walmart. And you go, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess. Olive Garden Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they have a whole winery inside. <laughs> yeah. So you guys make yeah. it to Little Italy. Make it to Little Italy. We go into this restaurant, and it's, like, the most Italian thing I've ever been in. It felt like I was walking into, like, a, a movie. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, everyone's sweaty and hairy and... Like uh, looks like a mafia movie. Yeah, it's it's horrifying. Yeah, and I thought to myself, oh well, you know, that's just that's just the vibe they're going for. Mm-hmm. And so we sit down at a table and uh, we order our food, and they bring it to us. And then the the server's like, all right, well, I'll be right back with some water. And he never comes back. He never does. And then like a busboy comes by, and he's like, are you guys thirsty? And we're like, yeah, we're thirsty. He's like, oh, let me get you some water. And then he brings it back, and then he's taking care of us from there. And we're like, are you our new server? And he's like, no, I'm just the bus boy. And I'm like, oh, okay, weird. So anyways, we get the check. My mother is paying for it, and she's like, hey, there's so when you pay for the check, there's like a little tiny lady uh, behind a glass wall with two giant men standing next to her. And my some mother... obvious. Yeah, yeah, and my mother's like, hey, um... Does this tip go directly to the server? And the lady was like, "Yeah, it does." And she was like, "Okay, I I actually just want my tip to go to that bus boy." And she was like, "No, nah, we don't do that." And my mom was like, "No, no, I want my tip to go to him because the server didn't do anything; he disappeared." And she was like, "We don't do that." And she was like, "I'm going to leave a tip, and it's gonna go to the bus boy." And then at this point, the la- <laughs> the two men were like, mm-hmm. they crossed their arms, you know. And then my mother looked at me and said, go wait outside. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, you're sending two teenagers into New York City? Well, you do what? <laughs> and so we went outside and we were just like across the street. And we were just like, oh, this is about to go really badly. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, my mother walks out. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe you're alive, first of all. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened in there? And she was like that busboy got a goddamn tip. And I was like, oh my God, my mom took on the Italian mom. That's crazy. <laughs> so anyways, we go to the news studio and we're in there and they're like, look at how cool this is. Look at this camera. And you know, in an actual studio, they have like TVs so you can kind of see what's coming out of the camera. Mm. And they spin it around and we're sitting in the audience and 
on the monitor, it's like the top of my head, and then next to me is my girlfriend who is chewing gum, and she's looking at herself, and then she sees that she's chewing with her mouth open, and she just kind of pauses, and she's like, oh. Oh. Maybe I have been chewing with my mouth open, and I'm like, it's been six days of this. (laughs) You're just now realizing that? That was funny. So anyways, um, they do a fake news thing, and um, they're like, we'll pick you and you to be the anchors, and we'll pick you, and they point at me, and they're like, to be the weatherman, and I'm like, oh, I'm not have fun with this, because, you know, this is stupid, mm. and uh, stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid, and so they give us, like, a little teleprompter, and, you know, you read on, and they're like, today on the news, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what year this was, 20, 2012, so, like, President Obama, you know, said gay people are gay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not good at improv. But, um, and they go, now... <laughs> said gay people are gay. <laughs> it wasn't offensive. Um, and they go, now over to the weather. It's June. Um, they go, now over to the weather. <laughs> the fucking stuff. And then they cut to me, and I'm like, oh. And so I just make a big, goofy deal out of this. And I'm just like, oh, if you look over here, the cold front's looking all... I don't even remember how I did it. Uh, anyways, and everybody's laughing, 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 and then we're all leaving, and it's patting me on the back, and I'm like, finally, some validation on this trip. Um, so we walk down to the lobby, and uh, as we're walking, they go, by the way, funny story, uh, that thing we just did, it actually broadcasts onto all the TVs in the in the building. <laughs> it's like all the feeds, and you go, aha, you, we pranked you. Anyway, so we get there, and there's like a couple uh, NBC pages standing there. And there are these little dweeby college kids and like ties who are like, I have rich parents. And uh, and um, and they're like, uh, are you the guy that did the weather thing? And I'm like, yes. And they go, uh, they'd actually like to request you up onto uh, like the sixth floor. And I was like, what? Who? And they're like, uh, just if you'll bring your party, we're actually, we'll tell you on the way. And so we go in the elevator and they're not telling me shit. And I'm like, am I about to get killed? Because yeah. I made a mockery this of this NBC studio tour. And they were like, yeah, they were like, the mob finally tracked us down. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, here's your tip back. And they just like, stick, like shoot us. Um, so then I, they walk in and they, and it's the writer's room of, of Fallon. And I'm like, uh, what? And this is actually, I want to clarify, this wasn't The Tonight Show. This was Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Uh, so this was before you got The Tonight Show. And they were like, hey, would you want to do that for, like, our little desk bit? Like, we're doing kind of like a rejected segments style thing. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and uh, so then I did. And that's the story. That's fucking beautiful. I like it. And then I got to meet Dr. Dog, the yeah. band. That band everyone knows and loves now. That's dope, man. That's dope. See, I'm glad we went in and told the story. That was it wasn't. Good. It wasn't that good, but it it's okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I like that the little Italy part. The little like Italy it. part is good. The I rest like the of it, eh, you could do without it. It did well. It okay. did well. It played. It played out. <laughs> good job. Way to go. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, well, <laughs> man. On that tip, uh, yeah. do you have any social media shows coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, sure. Uh, you can follow me on uh, all the social media at Landry for Tulsa, uh, or just find me on Facebook. I, I all, you know, I have like almost 5,000 friends. So I gotta, if you're going to send me a friend request, do it now, do it now. And I'll delete some people if I have to, because, well, I'm not going to get to that on the show. I'll save that for a different podcast. But, um, uh, <laughs> your friends list caps at 5,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no good. 
Um, it really isn't. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, it's real fucky. But um, so, anyways, yeah, or to follow Talk Show Incorporated, download Sounds Tooth app, uh, follow Sounds Tooth. Uh, I mean, terrible people at social media, terrible people show. I think is what it's called. Got any uh, shows That's, coming up? Uh, oh, shows. sure. Uh, what's your turnaround on this podcast? So this one will be where we kind of have fallen behind a little bit. We're catching up on episodes, so this will be out tomorrow. Oh. So, yeah, we're dropping this one soon. You're behind by dropping it tomorrow? So we're usually seven so, to eight episodes ahead. Always. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, oh, that I makes got, more sense to me. Right. I got sick, and now we're playing catch-up a little bit. We're I see. I, I heard that reverse. Like, you were like, we have a large backstock of episodes, so it'll come out tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't... Like, <laughs> I wait a minute. I know you're releasing daily. <laughs> so I do. How many daily? <laughs> I do have some episodes that are in sure. here, but I don't know if I want to release those yet. No. So I get that. You know what I mean? But... So this one will be out tomorrow. We're playing sure. catch up right now. We'll be back in about a week or so. But uh, I'll accept so, that. So this will be out. You know what I mean? Tomorrow. Okay, cool. Then yeah, I guess you know um, this Friday I'm 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 closing the Starlight Comedy Show, um, which is Friday the 11th. Uh, it's a cool stand-up show. Hey, it's my couch right. and dinette set are coming in. That hey, day. I say do that then. Yeah. Just lay so on the starlight. Lay on the <laughs> Let's go back to that. <laughs> in fact, I would love to just. Uh, just bring your couch. Yeah, I'll bring it. I'll have yeah. Walmart drop it off there and just. <laughs> yeah. Now, getting it from there to where you live, that's going to be a nightmare. But <laughs> we'll figure it out. It'll be comfy for the yeah. show. Um, uh, boy, I got other stuff. Oh, Roscoe's show on Father's Day. Okay. Because it's Father's Day and I have Is a that... terrible relationship with my dad, I'm just going to get really drunk that night on Comics show. inebriated? Comics inebriated. I will be yeah. at that show with you guys. Okay. Just to watch. I will be at that show so, with you guys, too. Okay, good. That didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> I love the idea of this show. Can we talk about the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Uh, I guess apparently you comedians, you comedians, sounded funny. Us, yeah, some some comedians. Some comedians. Why am I so judgy today? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you guys I'm are gonna not. go up, do five minutes. Yeah. Get off the stage. Yeah. Get off. And We're gonna get off. Then get off the stage. And then do. That's uh, what makes it so fun. Five shots. I know doing five shots. And then now, yeah, that's what's so terrifying to me because I don't drink Jaeger, right? Mm. Uh, but They're doing. Anytime, well, this is what I've been told is happening to me because anytime I hang out with Roscoe, he buys me shots of Jaeger, and then I get fucking plastered off of it and act like an idiot, and then I'm like just spewing my own secrets to people, and I'm like, what am I doing? Right? Like I can see myself from like behind a like a like. A two-way mirror, like at a like a police interrogation. And I'm like, stop talking, Landry, beating against the glass. <laughs> Don't say any more. They'll convict you. But it's nothing. Any, it's not even anything harmless. It's just like you know, I. Don't want to give examples now. Oh, I was waiting. I was we'll, like, we'll wait for I the almost day. just was like, but if you had, if we had started this with Jaeger, you'd have some really juicy. I'll remember that for the radio. next time. Yeah, just slam this bottle of Jaeger <laughs> down on the table. Let's go. Oh no, <laughs> this one. <laughs> you're gonna have to release this one without announcing it. Because <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of people looking for me. Um, anyways, yeah. So I'm real excited. I've been told that I'm gonna drink five shots of Jaeger. Now, here's what's interesting. So, Talk to Incorporated, every, like, three or four months, we would do um, our drinking show, which was always our 
like that's when the one everyone came to. It was also the sloppiest because we would just basically get we would do drinking games mm. for the show and do improv and stuff like that. And then like at the end of the improv game, we'd be like, "Hey, who do you think did the best? Who do you think did the worst?" And then we'll give one of them a shot. So as the show goes on, we are all getting progressively more and more intoxicated, and the show is getting sloppier and sloppier. And the show, which is only supposed to be an hour and a half, the drinking shows always go two and a half hours because we can't keep track of time because we're so drunk. Um, but it is so much fun. And so I've been drunk during a performance a lot now mm-hmm. because of that. Um, I don't normally drink when I do stand-up. I drink afterwards, not not during or before. Not really my style. So I'm interested to see how this goes. It probably will not go great. I'm excited for it, man. Like I said, yeah. I just I'm excited to just watch that happen. Yeah. Like, it's going to be fun. I'm horrified. You're going to yeah. do great. I- I'm yeah. horrified. You're going to yeah. get sloppy drunk. And I'm, I'm going to be doing... Like, I do pretty like corporate comedy mm-hmm. like I do either corporate like style comedy or stuff just like very alternative just for like young the bit people. I caught uh, what was it what, when was I at the fucking fur oh uh, was it a fur shop night that case it was an open mic yeah, yeah it was you a wrote oh, no. nothing you said you wrote nothing you got I, up there I'm, if I said I wrote nothing I meant it <laughs> you you just got up there and it was great though you oh, got okay. up there and riffed but it went dark quick and I was like yes yeah like every, <laughs> I'd say something like it's probably because I'm really mentally ill and it'd be yeah. like <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> you hit that shit. You did your damn thing up there without oh, writing. That's so funny. It just got dark and I oh, loved it. Oh, man. Everything. I was like, this okay. is the BoJack Horseman writing. Where mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. I can go pretty dark on accident. And I assume that's what's going to happen with the intoxicated show. I, would. I love I the idea that's what's you're going to get up there, be real corporate, and kind of, you know, yeah. positive. Oh, yeah. I'll start out Come like back. normal me, like very professional. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my here's my material. Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah. When I get drunk, and go <laughs> up there. It's going to be like. Shots. I want to die. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's not a joke. <laughs> I'm going to have like one button undone <laughs> on my shirt. You know what? Just yeah. baby. I mean, everyone's going to think I'm like a best man at a wedding. <laughs> it's going to be good, man. I'm really hyped for that. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to plug? Uh, oh, the return of Talk Show Incorporated, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. July 2nd, which, um, you know, we've confirmed our, one of our musical guests is going to be June Ricks, who's an incredible local musician. And then August 6th at the Starlight, which, hey, you guys are the first to hear about it, um, where we're going to have the Mules returning to the show. I think they've Mules. been on the show probably the most out of everyone over the last three four years so. dope dope man yeah. and then uh, lots of other talk show stuff coming out soon we're excited man we're gonna yeah. definitely keep watch uh City City, you wanna do the thing real quick yeah dude uh if you wanna find us on Facebook you can find us at with all due respect podcast uh if you wanna check out these really cool photos that I took today you can find them on Instagram at with all due respect oh zero zero one and then we're also on twitter at a underscore broadcasting and on top of that we are just about to get back onto our twitch we had to figure some stuff out but if you want to watch we it had to stream pay the internet bill yeah okay uh <laughs> just put it out there man shit happens life is tough sometimes um you can find us on twitch at wadr underscore tv mm. and we upload all of our lives to youtube which is with all due respect uh broadcasting, broadcasting. And for those of you artists that want to send your music into the WADR radio show on 91.7, please feel free to email your music to us, uh, local or just underground in general, if you're not getting radio play uh, in any genre, to, with all due respect, podcast, 001 at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Castro X, 2TDT, and this has been Landry Miller. Uh, And this is the With All Due Respect podcast, where we express our truest thoughts and feelings. And for those of you that don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. And we out. And we out. 
I didn't expect people to see my socks today. And I didn't really. <laughs>